everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. My name is John Bishop from John Bishop Fine Art, and you're listening to Art Life, the podcast. Welcome back to the show. A lot to talk to you about this week. Um, as you know, if you were, if you were watching before, uh, you know that we've gotten a new studio at Silver Street Studios here in Houston. Uh, it's in the same building that we were in before, but we've moved now to another end of the building right by the front door. Um, it's, it's great. We're loving the new space. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're learning how to work in the same room together again, Bogdan and I, uh, which, uh, you know, creates some marital bliss to be able to, to work together without fighting and without being territorial. So that's working out okay. And, uh, you know, but frankly, we've been working together often in the same room for the most of our, most of our lives together. But uh, so that's going well. Sales are up. It's a great spot. We get a lot more people than we had in the past. So all in all, I think that move has been a, a real, a real plus for us. Now we are in the dog days of summer now, and so uh, sales will probably be better in the fall. Uh, it's, it's hard to know with the, the war in in Ukraine and the economy and the the uh, raising of interest rates and the possibility of recession, all of those things could affect us greatly. And that's just the nature of this weird business that we're in. Uh, I, I tell people all the time, I love, love, love being an artist, but it's a really weird way to make a living. So we are selling, and that's always a good thing. The problem is, and has always been, that we don't sell enough to live off of exclusively, N not in a consistent way anyway. And obviously that is the primary focus of a business. So we do have some savings. We have some savings from, from when I worked abroad. We also have a little bit of money that we were left by my parents when they passed away a couple of years ago. So we're okay, but we need to have a long-term strategy. We need to be able to live off of art or we have to go back and get day jobs. And I will do anything I can not to have to go back to a nine to five day job in corporate America or even in libraries or city work. Uh, I loved that. I had a great time. I think I did a good job, but I just don't want to do that again. Uh, I'm ready. To, I'm enjoying this way, way too much. Uh, I do need to apologize. The cat has discovered the camera and is going to start whining now. You watch. So we have, to, we have to strategize on how to make this business work. And that may make, mean making some changes and, and inevitably will mean making some changes. And we've looked at those before. And if you followed us at all, you know that, that we have been looking for a while. We said, okay, we inherited mom's house. Uh, we'll, it's across the street. We'll use that as our studio and kind of the center because it's already paid for. Um, but you know, with HOA fees and bills and, and, and where it's located, we're pretty far from Houston. We're a good hour's drive north of Houston. Uh, it just didn't work. Uh, so we sold the house. Uh, we are looking for a place in Houston, in the, in the greater Houston area. We just don't have the budget that will allow us to buy anything that we would want to live in or that would have the ability to expand in the future to where we want to take the business. And so we said, well, we'll just get a loan. No one will give us a loan. Uh, 
We are freelance artists. We, again, don't have this stable income. Um, no one will give us a loan. And I get that. I understand that completely. I don't think I'd lend me money either. But the point is, we really can't buy anything, anything closer than where we are now, uh, to Houston. Uh, so that means we've got this 70-mile commute one way, with gas prices being what they are, not to mention the time it takes to, to commute, and just being that distant from your business. It's, it's not working for us. So we're looking to make a move. We can't move to Houston. We can't afford, well, if, if we move far as far away from Houston as we are now, we might as well just stay where we are. And we thought, okay, well, we'll do that. We'll, we'll stay where we are and we'll make modifications to the house to make it more suitable, though it can't do all the things we want it to do uh, because we just don't have enough space. And we could do that. The other thing is that we could leave the area. We could go to a place in the United States where it is cheaper to live and where we would still be able to manifest kind of our, our dreams for our business. And those places are all even more remote than we are now. I mean, Houston is not a great place for selling art. It just isn't. Uh, but there's plenty of money in Houston. It's a giant city. There's enough. You could make it here, and people do. Uh, going to a place that's much smaller, even if there's more of an art market, uh, an established art market, may not, may not mean more sales. So going someplace more remote in the United States and the expense of moving and uprooting and all of that doesn't make sense either. So we said, well, we could go abroad. We took several trips down to Mexico. Uh, kind of reconnaissance trips to Guadalajara, to Mexico City, and we've been talking to people about Merida and, and, and Oaxaca and all these different places, San Miguel, uh, all these places that are livable. We could, make, we could stretch our dollars a lot more. But then we still have this crazy thing where if we're going to keep any kind of presence in the United States, the, the shipping back and forth was, was expensive. Um, we like Mexico, but it's not that much cheaper as, as you know, when I was a kid. Uh, it was a lot cheaper. But uh, it's sophisticated. There's an art market there. But it's really getting further and further away from Europe, where, Bogdan, where Bogdan's roots and his family are. So we said, okay, well, what about Europe? Is there any place in Europe that we could go where we could live more cheaply and uh, still have some sort of art business. And we looked at Spain, we looked at Portugal, both those places. I speak Spanish, Bogdan does too. I don't speak Portuguese, but I could learn it. Bogdan, Romanian, is close, uh, a Latin language, so he could learn it as well. Um, Portugal looks really, really good. And it is less expensive than other places in Europe, but it's still not all that much cheaper, and we'd be starting over. Uh, without any kind of support. We don't know anyone there. We, we would have to go all in. It's kind of what we did in New Zealand. Just jump into the deep end. And then we thought of Romania. And Romania, obviously Bogdan is from there. I love Romania. And that, that is quite, quite doable. If you watched our, our uh, episode or listened to our episode last time, we spoke to an expat 
uh, artist, uh, Jenny Guarino, who actually moves about from her studio in Houston to, uh, to uh, Australia and to Italy every year. And we talked about the idea of can we keep a presence both here in Houston and in Romania. And that we're exploring that a little further now. Um, we're liking what we see. Obviously, Romania has its, uh, is going to have its, its rough spots. Um, it is worlds better than even when I lived there. I was there from 2001 to 2006, and it was still pretty rough. I mean, as an expat, uh, you couldn't ride the metro. You would be robbed. Uh, you couldn't get a, a magazine subscription because the people at the post office would take it. There were lots and lots of things every day to remind you that you really, without that kind of institutional support that I had from the American school and, from, and through the embassy, I couldn't have made it in Romania. I think things have changed substantially since then. In fact, several years ago when I was visiting, I mentioned the thing about the metro and all the expat teachers say, we take the metro every day. There's no problem on the metro. So that's grand if, they are, if there are huge steps forward. I think so many people have left Romania to move to Europe and many have come back. They have a different standard now and obviously the improvements through the uh, European Union have all helped as well. So I think Romania is not the place that I left. Bogan has family there. Uh, his mother has a place in a, a lovely town called Copolon. Beautiful nestles in the foothills of the mountains. Beautiful, beautiful. Moved there in a heartbeat. Uh, but it is three-hour drive to Bucharest, and that's just too far. Uh, because really, if you're going to do anything in Romania, you're going to go through Bucharest. There are now some art centers kind of developing in Cluj, Napoca, in, uh, in um, Timisoara, I believe. Uh, don't remember if there's another. But there are some other centers developing. But Bucharest is still going to be the hub for most everything you need uh, in business. So, she also, his mother, also has her family in a small town called Platarest. Platarest is about a 20-minute drive from Bucharest. It's out in the country. It's a small village. Uh, but again, as, as I know from living in Houston, places that are on the outskirts of town that are rural now in 10 years could be red-hot center of activity. Uh, we know that Romania is developing. It's a member of EU. It's a member of NATO. Lots of interest now because it's got a long border with Ukraine. They're pumping lots and lots of personnel through mil uh, American military as well as the rest of Europe. A lot of attention along those borders. So uh, Bucharest, uh, Romania also is a, a pretty big uh, energy producer and has been since before the Second World War. That means that part of their economy might really, really be booming. And so that might signal a lot of growth and expansion as well. So we're looking at this small town just outside of Bucharest where we could conceivably buy a pretty large piece of land with a house already on it for about $30,000. Um, 
then we could develop that because we would have enough land to build all those dream things that we talked about a few episodes ago where we said these are the things that we need in order to, to, run, a, to run the art business that we want to run. And a lot of that had to do with space. We needed gallery space, we needed production space, we needed storage, uh, and we needed uh, a living place where we could live and work in the same place. And we could have all of that in this small town of Platares. Um, the issue becomes then of security. Um, Romania is not a place, you know, small towns are not a place, everyone would know we were the, the expats living there, at least I'm an expat living there. And so everyone's attention would be, you know, the rich American is here in town. And yet, if we moved there, Bogdan's mother could actually live with us. I got to tell you, another kind of consideration in the back of our minds is that Bogdan's folks are getting, getting older. His mother lives on her own in Copulun, but she spends a lot of time with her family in Platares. And the idea that we could actually build a place that incorporates housing for his mother means that we would be able to help her out as she becomes uh, needing more assistance as she gets older. So that's a huge plus for us as well. Not to mention, someone would be living there. It's not as though the place would be abandoned if we took trips back to the United States or went to art shows around Europe. Uh, someone would live there all the time and have family there that could help with the issues that come up if deliveries or uh, small uh, repair jobs around the, the house. It would be uh, stepping into an extended family. That's something I'm not particularly used to. Uh, I, I have one older brother, and uh, we don't see each other very often. And it's just the idea of stepping into a family and that kind of support is, is pretty foreign to me. And it sounds pretty appealing, to tell you the truth, having not lived in it before. So Platares is a, is a real contender. Uh, and so we looked at the market. Going to Romania, you're going to say, or at least we said, we are probably not going to sell a lot to Romanians. Um, the, the people who will stop by and drop thousands of dollars on a piece of art could happen. Probably won't happen very often. People who do buy art, and particularly who spend that kind of money, are going to buy art elsewhere. They, they aren't limited. They can travel. They'll go to Paris to buy art. They'll go to London to buy art in New York, uh, which is kind of what happens here in Houston. So we don't think we're going to market a lot to the Romanian population around us. Um, but Europe is a smaller place than it seems, particularly after you live in, in Texas. I mean, I, I kind of mapped it out, and apparently, uh, if, I, if I, I may be getting this wrong, but I, it's, it's approximate, to drive from Bucharest to Vienna, to drive from Bucharest to Prague, uh, is like driving from Houston to Dallas. I would do that in a heartbeat without even a consideration. I'd dr drive there and back in a day. Uh, it'd be a lot, but I could do it. Uh, the distances are much smaller than, than we imagine. Gasoline is more expensive. But we were thinking, you know, we could throw, throw artwork in a van, drive from, from Romania to 
uh, to Hungary, to to Berlin, to France. We could drive all over Europe, and we're not because of the European Union. We're not passing international borders any longer that would require any kind of taxation on moving our art around. That's huge. I mean, that's the that's what's so prohibitive about Mexico is trying to get art to and from across the U.S. border. Uh, it becomes quite expensive. And so the idea that, yeah, we could actually then tap into art markets throughout Europe and Italy, Germany and France and England, um, Hungary, Austria, Switzerland, all those things are at our doorstep, Czech Republic. Um, and those things would be quite doable. So it's not as though the European market is as large as the U.S., but it's certainly big and it's certainly old. Uh, and and there's, a, there's a real appreciation and, and a, a history of art and art patronage as well as art collection in Europe. So that's looking a little more favorable as well. So these are real considerations now. So we're actually starting. We're starting to make some move. And one of the things that I have to deal with is that as an American, I can't just move to Europe and work. Uh, I could move as Bogdan's spouse. Uh, and I could do that in many countries in Europe. Romania is not one of them. Romania doesn't recognize gay marriage. And so if we move to Spain, I could become, I could get my residency, and then we could move to Romania. But that's more money and time. I don't want to move to Spain unless I'm going to stay in Spain. So the way around that is that Romania has really, really um, great opportunities for freelancers, for global nomads, for opening businesses, particularly if you're American and various other Canadians and things like that, uh, Australians, I think. And certain countries that they have good relations with, uh, they make it really, really easy for you to open your own company. I can open my own business in Romania, get a visa to run my business, come and go from Romania as I choose, stay for longer periods of time than I could as a tourist, and actually earn an income, uh, which I can't do as a tourist. That's quite, that's quite a big deal. So we've done that. We've spoken to an attorney, uh, and uh, she is starting the, the paperwork now to open a business in Romania. Hopefully, we'll get Bubarusa Productions, even though it's a Romanian word, it could be taken. Uh, and we will set up a, an LLC, which is in their country, it's called an SRL. We'll set up our own company. I will be able to get a business visa that way. Uh, and uh, we get an accountant, which we've already spoken to, and they'll take care of the taxes and the accounting and all the, you know, bureaucracy with Romania, and I don't even have to really go there. I can now travel, once I get the visa, I can travel back and forth from the United States pretty much as I please, and uh, we could set up a presence here and a presence in Romania pretty easily uh, and affordably. So one of the things we were thinking is the money that we were going to invest in fixing up this house uh, to make it more conducive to running a business here in Texas, 
I could put towards opening a, a, a buying a property and developing a property in Romania. That uh, is sounding really, really good to us right now. The conversation with Jenny was very, very helpful and to, wow, how, how would we do this? So we, I don't think we would make the jump immediately to where we would live full time in Romania um, because basically we'd be cutting all kinds of ties to income that we're already getting and, and collectors that we were already developing relationships with, et cetera. So there would be a hybrid period and maybe that hybrid period, if we're making enough money, maybe that could continue. If not, over a period of years, where I think we would slowly move our, our operations to Europe. Um, but that's where we are today. Um, it's ex a little bit exciting. It's very frightening uh, because we are making those steps. We have actually started the wheels turning. Uh, we're opening the business. We're getting the, uh, the bookkeeper in line. And that would mean that by the time we arrive in Romania next month, we're going to stay for a good month, we would be able to sign off on any other paperwork, establishing the business, go and open up a bank account so that we've got a business account in Romania, in, in uh, Romanian lei, or euro, probably we'd go in euro. And the business would be up and running by the time we came back uh, from our trip to Romania. Uh, that's pretty exciting. Uh, like I say, they make it super, super easy. Uh, apparently, Bogdan said it's not so easy when you want to close a business, but uh, we're not going to do that. So if we move to Romania, we'll probably make that our headquarters for the rest of our careers. But that doesn't mean we won't be able to, to travel and do other things. So I, I think it's a really, really positive move. We're excited about it. I uh, wanted to share that with you guys today. Other than that, uh, we're getting ready for hopefully uh, a, big, uh, a big show in January here in Houston, uh, maybe a joint show with Bogdan and I at uh, Silver Street Studios. If not, it'll just be Bogdan. And uh, then, oh, actually December, we're looking at probably going to the Redwood uh, Art Festival, uh, art show in Miami as part of the uh, uh, Miami Biennale, um, or Art Basel, I'm not sure which, um, but uh, that would be a big deal as well. So lots of exciting things going on, having a great time, really producing a lot of work, uh, which is great as long as it sells, and uh, feeling pretty positive these days. Uh, through these, again, through these dog days of summer. Hope you're having a great week. Please let me know if you've got any comments, any, any suggestions, any advice, particularly if you've worked abroad and have foreign companies. I'd love to know any, any surprises that I need to, to be aware of, like double taxation. Um, but um, I'd love to have that dialogue with you guys. Just let me know. Other than that, have a wonderful week. Stay creative, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.